0: Welcome to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast with your hosts Henry Doyle and Ryan Taylor where we discuss all things related to outdoor nature photography. In today's episode, we invite our original host, Rylan Meadows, back on the show to talk more about his foray into non-nature outdoor photography such as portraiture and more. I hope you enjoy the show.
1: All right. So
0: welcome back to
1: episode 16 of the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. We've got a pretty cool episode for you guys today.
0: Something a little special here, we actually invited our original host, Rylan Meadows, back on the show. He's going to talk about uh, some recent developments in his photography career, uh, including some outdoor portraiture. So it should be a fun episode. And uh, yeah, uh, Rylan, we're just going to take it away. Tell us again, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, just briefly tell us about your background in photography and who you are and yeah, what do you do. Well,
2: I am Rylan with Rylan's Amazing Photography. I do pretty much any photography that's outdoors <laughs> um so i guess that goes right along with this podcast i do outdoor portraits i do landscapes and i do wildlife and i love traveling doing photography i've been doing it for about two years and yeah <laughs> that's about
1: all mm-hmm.
0: i like it short and sweet yeah yes that's awesome yeah and then yeah i mean it's pretty great i know you did because you and me met like with doing youtube and stuff and you post pretty much only nature on their nature videos of photography. Um, But yeah, if for anyone that follows your Instagram or elsewhere on your socials, you've been really making a big shift to pivot and kind of like doing subject matter wise. Uh, You've been doing a lot of portraits Mm -hmm. and stuff, which is really cool, Um, specifically outdoor ones, uh, which is why we're glad to have you back on to talk about those. So yeah, uh, tell us just like why are you interested so much in portraiture and what made you want to pursue it?
2: Well, I mean, I've always had somewhat of an interest in going into the portrait aspect of like photography. Um, but like, it it's never really just like, you know, it, it wasn't like an overnight decision. And it wasn't like just a, I woke up one morning and I was like, hey, I'm going to shift to portraiture. Uh, I mean, it just kind of happened. Um, I had a client come to me, it's probably been about a year ago at this point, um, wanting me to do portraits. And I was like, oh, um, Never really did that, but I mean, if you really want me to do it, I'll do it. And so I tried that out, and, and granted, at this point, looking back at those photos, it's just kind of like, oh, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, I got I mean, in, I've yeah. really got into portraiture more recently. Um, I don't really know why, I always enjoyed wildlife photography, and I've always told myself that I feel like portraiture is like a lot more controlled version of wildlife photography because you can actually like communicate with your subject and tell them what to do. (laughs) So like I I, I don't know. I mean, I really, I really genuinely enjoy doing portraiture. Mm
1: -hmm. And I mean, the advantage is it's not like it's a totally new field. I mean, you could still apply similar settings. Obviously you have to use different principles, but uh, similar skills can be transferred. Uh, I
2: mean, where, where I've been doing, you know, like wildlife and landscape for a long time. I, I obviously had a really good understanding of like the camera and lenses and like obviously your camera settings and stuff. So it's just like, you know, kind of tuning those in to how you would need them for people rather than a landscape or an animal.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, And also the advantage is you don't have to buy any gear. I mean, true. Maybe a couple portrait lenses, but you still, you know, got the camera body and stuff. So it's definitely an advantage yeah i
0: I guess it's kind of like it's more of a mental shift i would say i mean the gear thing is pretty important but it's like you kind of just shifting your focus you know no pun intended you're like okay (laughs) instead of photographing a bird or something it's like i'm it's a person but it's kind of easier it's more forgiving because yeah you can you can talk to the subject and make them kind of pose and do whatever you want pretty much for the photograph
1: Mm.
2: right i I mean it's it's definitely a mental transition because for example i could be out like a morning before I have a portrait shoot, like that afternoon I could be shooting birds and it's like, Oh, you never know, it's gonna like jump off this tree and fly off. But with portraiture, well not one hundred percent of the time, <laughs> but you don't necessarily have to worry about someone just running away. <laughs> yes. Now granted I've had
1: some experiences, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure little kids and stuff yeah. those it's <laughs> always an adventure. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be fun. Maybe you should share some later on in the episode <laughs> if you would like to. <laughs> and,
1: then, yeah. and then, another cool thing I've seen with your portraiture is um, you, you're kind of, you're obviously an outdoors guy and you're really integrating kind of the scene around the person into the portrait. I really like that. Can you kind of explain your thoughts behind that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the scenery is so important in a portrait and I feel like a lot of people miss that. I feel like a I I really, when I take a portrait, I don't necessarily want it to tell a story. It's great if it does, don't get me wrong. But I do want it to, you know, kind of evoke an emotion. Like like just like set something off in your head like, oh, wow, that's really pretty. And I want you to think about it. I, I don't want you to just look at it and say, oh, there's, there's old Bertha, <laughs> you know. <laughs> there she is standing in the field. I want you to put more thought into it than that. I, I want you to kind of say, Oh, there's Bertha, and there's, like, a really pretty barn in the background. <laughs> and look at that vibrant grass. I hope uh, you
1: don't have any clients named Bertha. <laughs>
0: you just drove away 90% of your traffic.
2: Yep, there goes all the Berthas out. in the world. <laughs> um, but, but, I mean, I, I really feel like implementing the outdoors into the photo with the people, is it, it's something I enjoy, and I am very fortunate, the fact that I live on, like, a farm that I can implement that I, I have a Creek, I have woods, I have old barns. Um, it, it's, it, it, it all just works out really good. Um, I I'm, I'm personally not a fan really of like really close up shots of people where you can't see the background. And I'm not really a fan of like having someone stand in front of a backdrop. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like when you're mm-hmm. out showing a scene, it's evokes more emotion.
1: hmm i mean obviously there's a place for those backdrops but i feel like that should be right. mostly just for like school portraits and that kind of stuff
2: <laughs> yeah definitely I, mm-hmm. I i feel like that's really the only i don't want to say the only place i don't want to limit it to that but i feel like that's like more of like a mm-hmm. business or school kind of
0: yeah yeah something where it's really like a portrait portrait i think what kind of you're Aiming towards really is just like an environmental portrait because you're showing, like you said, more detail in the landscape. You might, you know, keep the aperture a little bit more um, narrow just so that way it does include more focus in the background, let's say. But yeah, it's a really neat kind of aspect to portrait photography, I think, that, you know, a lot of people overlook because most people just want like a classic, you know, head and shoulders. And you're doing something a little bit different. You're including a lot more detail and size to the the entire frame, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's pretty neat, yeah. I like I like your thinking with um, using your. Uh, you said farm is that's basically like your studio, which is really really neat. Um, would you ever like shoot in like an indoor studio? Was is that something that ever interested you?
2: I I I mean I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say oh nope I'm I'm never gonna do studio portraits because there was a time where like I kind of sat back and I was like I'm I'm not gonna do portraits that doesn't interest me but here we are having this. talk about me doing (laughs) portraits so i i'm not gonna say i wouldn't ever do indoor portraits um because i feel like like henry said a second ago there's a time and a place for shots like that but right now where i'm currently at in my career um I, i i don't see me doing indoor anytime soon however granted in years future if something happens that i do do portraiture and that's like my career and like that's what I'm doing with my life. I I definitely feel like I would make space for doing indoor portraiture just because, you know, it's cold and you can't always be outside. And obviously if I'm doing it for a career, i need financial money.
1: Yes. That's so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah. Um, And then like, say, say you had a client come to you and ask for maybe a mix of studio and outdoor. Would you send them to another photographer? Would you, do you have like the, like, do you have like a blank wall or something? Or,
2: no, that's that's a really good question. I, I've never had that happen. Um, but I'm not going to say it couldn't happen because there are photographers in my area that I that offer that. They'll offer like, well, you can get an hour of outdoor and then we can do like a 15 minute shoot indoor as well. Um, I, I don't have a plan implemented for that. I, I'm just going to go ahead and play out. Say, I, I. If that happened, I don't know what I would do because I, I don't have like a backdrop. I mean, granted, I have white walls and I could do a lot of work in Photoshop and make it work, but is, is that going to be worth spending an hour in Photoshop for I don't know, let's say $185 senior portrait package? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, or family package for that matter. I mean, it, it's something that I'm not going to rule out and say no, I'm just going to send them to a different photographer, but I, mm-hmm. I I feel like I would work with the client somehow.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's definitely good right now. Um there's probably a lot of photographers in your town. There are in every town nowadays. Yeah. So it's probably good you're kind of carving out a niche.
0: And plus a lot of kind of portrait space. Yep. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, especially with the pandemic now, a lot of indoor studios are closing because they just simply can't get enough money because they can't really bring in you know clients and all that stuff. And doing them outdoors is actually something I think feel like people are much more going to be suited to. So it kind of works yeah, in favor, that, I'd say.
2: With COVID nineteen, um, doing it outdoors is actually a lot safer because there was a time where the governor in Kentucky, um, pretty much forced. I'm not going to say forced because that's not, like, you know, legally allowed. We're not going to get into that. But businesses were not allowed to be, like, open and functioning as normal, obviously. Um, yep. And, like, a lot of indoor portrait studios were actually closed down. There's a really big um, portrait studio called Portrait Innovations. That's probably about 45 minutes from where I live, and they were shut down.
1: Yeah, I think they do no my school portraits. pictures, actually, which is cool. <laughs> that's neat. Yeah.
2: Um, Like... I, I mean, there was a lot of people not being able to do indoor portraits, but I didn't get shut down and I was still able to, you know, operate as my business will say typically did because I was outdoors and you could socially distance and you're not necessarily worrying worrying about being up and close in each other's faces.
0: Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I really like that.
1: Man, I I, I feel so bad for those full-time any kind of photographers really during the pandemic it must have been crushing.
2: Yeah, definitely. I I think a lot of photographers definitely took a big hit, mm-hmm. especially wedding photographers. Yes. Because c- yes. mm. COVID was really like in the heat in wedding season, so I, I'm sure that was bad for a lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. And actually, I, I got to ask now since you brought up weddings, would you ever do a wedding?
2: Oh. <laughs> um, Outdoor pro- wedding probably. <laughs> Um Yeah, I, I mean I'm gonna say probably so. There there's a really unique place, um, probably about thirty minutes from where I live. It's called um the Barn at the Gorge. Really pretty and it's all outside and it's like this old barn and they have a reception area inside. Um, anyways, that's a little off topic. Um, I have been asked to do weddings before. I I think I've been like asked to do I, I wanna say three. There was one that I had a conflict in schedule. There was another one that it was just like oh um because it was like it was like it's really like kind of it was a weird theme it was like a halloween theme and it was just like what? well okay <laughs> um but i also had a i also had a conflict in schedule as well so it was like it i didn't have to be like oh i i don't want to do it so i was like oh well i have a schedule conflict sorry <laughs> so that worked out in my favor and then there was another one um that I was offered to do. And then I sent my pricing and they never got back with me. So <laughs> I, I guess it was too much. But to be fair, my pricing for weddings is like really good. And that's mainly because I'm like just starting off and I've never did a wedding. It's obviously going to rise in the future, uh-huh. but like they weren't going to find no one cheaper than what I was surprised. I, I assure you of that. So they must not to had a photographer. How much, if you don't mind me asking. Um, One second, let me pull it up. I have like a little folder on my phone where I put all my portrait pricing. So that's cool. when anyone ever asks, I can just pull it right on up. Let's see here. Okay. So wedding photography, I, I'm not going to go through all the details, but I have three packages. The first package is 500. The second package is 700. And the third package is
1: 900. Yeah. That, that's a great deal for a wedding. That's, <laughs> that's so that's it's really, like, yeah. you're
2: not, you're not going to take that for wedding photography. Um Okay. Good luck.
0: <laughs> that's probably, probably the yeah, part yeah. of the, the whole entire wedding, too, is like the photographer. Yeah, yeah. Because everything else is just insanely expensive, too.
1: I mean, I've heard nowadays some wedding photographers, like the cheaper ones are like $5,000. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. In
0: geez.
1: my
2: area, I think it starts around like 2000 uh-huh. And that's like starting prices. Ugh. So like starting at 500 is really good. Now, mm-hmm. granted, eventually mine's probably going to rise quite a bit. But I want to at least get like one or two weddings Mm -hmm. under my belt before I would go and raise the price, you know, just so I have that to add to my portfolio.
1: If I ever get married, I guess I'm just going to photograph my own wedding. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the way to do it. (laughs) I'll
0: just hire one of you guys. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds great. Good plan. Yeah, there you go. Right on. Yeah. I've never done, I mean, I, my portraiture experience is very, very small. Like a couple of years ago, I did some senior portraits for like, I got a hundred dollar check in return, but they're like, looking back on them, I don't even have like the raw files or images, but I just remember them being terrible. It's like really sunny light midday and just harsh highlights, you know, the real like deep shadows on people's faces too. It's just like terrible. So, but yeah, it's something you just got to learn and, you know, do with experience, mm-hmm. I think definitely
1: all right so um another question here is my favorite thing <laughs> gear so um <laughs> if if people haven't listened to you before can you kind of go over your camera and maybe your main portrait lens that you use
2: yeah so um my primary camera is a Nikon D500 um and typically my primary portrait lens um for the most part has been a 24 to 70 Nikkor f2.8 Um, I've I use a variety of lenses. Um, I recently added the seventy to two hundred, um, to my collection, which has been really handy for portraiture. Actually, I've used it um on a couple of sessions that I've had here recently. Um, not gonna get really technical or anything, but when you're using a longer lens like that, it obviously compresses the background of the photo better. Um, so like if you're in the woods or if you're in an open field, that really Um, as far as bokeh and compression goes, that goes really well together with the 70 to 200. Um, there was a family I did recently where that did a really good job compressing like the fall colored trees behind them. Like, like it wasn't necessarily popping out and you wouldn't have got anywhere near the colors that you did, um, with my 24 to 70 that I did with my 70 to 200. Thanks to that compression, um, as far as the gear goes, I also have a Nikon D 3500, which is just a little starting up camera. Um, and that's like my backup camera.
0: Cool. <laughs> that's neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: 7,200 for portraits is amazing. It's a beast. Yeah. I love it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I recently, I recently sold mine. I had the F4 and even that was good at that F good.
0: Yeah, definitely. Hmm. I like that. Do you have like a preference in terms of like focal length? Do you do you prefer wider, or do you like to crop in a little bit more and compress everything?
2: Um, it, it really depends on the scene. Um, you you all have seen my work. If I'm doing like uh, something that's like, I don't know. If I'm doing something, <laughs> If I'm doing something, if I'm doing something, <laughs> uh, if there's like a really, <laughs> <laughs> if there's like a really interesting scene beside me, like, um, if I'm having a subject setting by a waterfall, we'll say. Definitely going to go for the more wide-angled shot um, where I'm getting as much of the scene along with the subject um, in the picture. Um, But if I'm doing something like I want trees in the background, I'm probably going to go to my 70-200 to because that's really going to compress that scene and make it look like it's right behind them. When In reality, it's like 100 or 200 yards away, but you wouldn't know that because of the compression of the lens. Um, I I I probably like the tighter in better not necessarily the tighter in shot, but like the longer focal length
0: mm-hmm.
2: um around 160 i find is really good for
0: portraits hmm. awesome that's weird. that's interesting um i guess because i'm kind of a newbie at, a portraiture at least right now but like is that kind of like awkward to be that distance away e- even with like the you know pandemic and stuff going on like how does right, that, that work exactly um, i guess
2: it it is kind of uncomfortable cuz like obviously if I didn't know anything about photography and someone was standing like that far away from me it, it's going to be kind of awkward cuz they're like what are they doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> cuz I mean if you were taking a photo of someone on an iPhone from that far away which is what you know people in today's society are traditionally think of the thing of a phone taking a photo you would look like you were forever away. So like it, it's kind of like before I start backing up it's mm-hmm. like I it almost had to be, like, a brief explanation or I know they're going to, like, think I'm crazy. It's So, like, I'm usually, like, so this lens, I, like, zoom in really far away, and I'm, like, and it makes the background look like it's closer to you and it's really blurred out, and trust me, it looks good. (laughs) And they're, like, okay. (laughs) Because, I mean, granted, if I didn't know what I was doing, I would think I was a crazy man getting up far away. I mean, even with COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, but, like personally what i use is kind of an 85 millimeter Uh, i got little prime lens uh, for portraits and that's kind of in between but i see what you mean there's definitely the very strange looks sometimes
2: Yeah, especially when you're, like, around 200 and 160. (laughs) If it's
1: family of five, that's a pretty good distance away. (laughs) You should bring out that 200 to (laughs) 500.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Don't freak out. (laughs) Try 600. They'll think you're, like, sniping them from far away. I promise it'll look good. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, get a teleconverter on there.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) There is no background. It's just, like, clean little blur or something. Book yeah, just <laughs> some
1: red and just some red and yellow behind them. It's gonna look good, trust me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do Do people like? Oh, okay. I mean, obviously, you, you get a lot of clients and you, your work's great and everything. But like, is there like a preference? Really, do you like people like to have include the background a lot, or do they it, it just like a nice solid portrait of just them?
2: Well, um, I I try to give a variety because uh, I I've, I've never really had like anyone flat out be like I want. I want just more of me than less of the scene or I want more of the scene along with me. Granted, if someone did that, obviously I'm going to make that happen. But I, I do a wide variety just because I don't want, you know, I, I want them to be pleased and that's the goal at the end of the day is to please the client. So yeah. I I just give them a variety. I've never really found that anyone has a certain preference, at least yet. Yeah.
0: I, I feel like they're like a like, a little bit of a surprise too honestly so it's like they'll see a shot and be like wow i never even right. thought of that sort of thing because um, yeah up in probably about a week and a half from now i have my first engagement shoot um just for some coworkers. Oh, and that's exciting so it's a, yeah it's a nice entry well because they kind of like i had a phone call with them and i was talking about it a little bit and i was you know and they have ideas of like shots they want. like oh we want one of the ring and i'm like okay cool detail shot you know of the hand and all that stuff wearing it of course um but like wow. yeah this it's like kind of just whatever I want in a way. And I'm going to do it like a variety of angles, like you're saying and different stuff. And, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, they'll, they'll like them, I think. So
2: just kind of experiment. it'll yeah, it. Great. You sound like you're prepared. Like you've already did a phone call with them and everything. That's yeah. more than what I do. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I've never <laughs> had a phone call. You're doing it. That, that's really good. Now, granted, if it was a wedding and be a different story, <laughs> not be stressed out and I'd be making sure I was a lot more prepared, yeah. <laughs> but
0: yeah yeah it just helps i like to know ahead of time so
1: (laughs) yeah so you seem to take a wide variety of portraits are you kind of you have a certain favorite like do you prefer groups individuals
2: um i i definitely have a preference now i i love all of the work um as far as like I love groups. I love couples that there. I mean, I definitely have a preference. Yeah. I, I, I like doing individuals better than like groups because there's not necessarily as much that I have to worry about. Now, obviously each one of them has their own challenges and each one of them has like a fun, a more fun side to it than the other. Um, but with individuals, I, I feel like I can be more creative as like a photographer and artist. We'll say, um, than I can be with a group. With a group, I feel like it's a lot more stressful because you're having to make sure everyone's looking at the camera and you're making sure that everyone's not not like someone's hand is cropped out um, and you're having to make sure that for when you do prints that you're not going to like, that you're still going to be able to do an 8x10 crop on it if necessary. Um, whereas an individual, you're not necessarily have to worry about all those things as much. So um, I'm I'm going to say that I probably enjoy individuals more than Anything else? Couples are good too. Their couples aren't necessarily as stressful.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I feel
1: like with group group shots, you have to deal with like family squabbles, like (laughs) clashing personalities, and oh my gosh, (laughs) there's a lot more (laughs) variables too. I
2: I can't even lie about that's happened to me before. I had a family of oh gosh, um (laughs) I want to say about. 15 or so <laughs>
0: wow. that, was, that,
2: was, that was a really stressful time in my career <laughs>
0: <laughs> hope you got paid
1: well for that one <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great no I, I mean i can understand what you're saying like i feel like couples they at least kind of focus on each other more so i feel like if you want like a candid pose kind of shot but yeah individuals it's kind of right. same thing because it's just a one-on-one kind of session but yeah families it's just like there's so many variables and I just can't imagine if like you have a few rowdy kids in there and it's just in the whole bunch, you know, everything could just I mean, kind that, of go wrong.
1: Uh, So you said you have your different packages. Um, Will you ever do any exceptions? Like, have you ever gotten any like crazy requests or anything kind of any weird backgrounds or something? <laughs> I don't know. What's your most interesting <laughs> well, clients? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I mentioned where I was contacted about like that Halloween wedding <laughs> Which was you know, <laughs> interesting to say the least. Um, and I, I'm not bashing them by any means. I mean, whatever makes that couple happy, you go for it <laughs> but but i i'm I'm thinking I haven't had like any strange request. I've had like this person that came to me one time that was like claiming to be a really distant family member, <laughs> and they were oh. they, they contacted me, and they were like. So we need a maternity photo shoot, which is something that I'd never thought about. And I was was thinking, Oh gosh. (laughs) So I designed like a package. Now, granted some of my packaging, I like advertise like the family portraits and the mini sessions and the senior portraits. But, but I don't ever like, you know, really put any pressure on things like a maternity shoot or like weddings, not the more uncomfortable, like stressful sides. Um, So it was like, I fixed up the pricing and I sent it to this person and they were like, okay, thank you. And then they were like, Oh, by the way, I'm and so's stepdaughter. And I was like, like, and the deal was, it was like, once she said that, Oh, well, once they said that, excuse me. Once they said that, it was like, I knew who they were. And it was like, I was like, okay, that's cool. But like, Knowing who they were, it was like they definitely were like uh, trying to get me to give them a discount, <laughs> <laughs> which which makes it uncomfortable. Like, like when you're hiring someone to do something, um, it makes it uncomfortable if you're like, oh well, you should, like, do you know who
1: I am? <laughs> you should give me a discount because I'm related. Yeah,
2: it's like yeah. it's like when someone says that, that's totally what they're wanting, but like. I was just like, "Oh, that's cool," because I really did not want to do a maternity photo shoot anyway. So I definitely wasn't gonna like offer a discount for it.
0: <laughs> hmm. That's just weird. I don't know. That's, I don't get that.
2: <laughs> that's probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened. I mean, as far as portraiture goes, I, I've not really had any really strange requests, um, but I'm sure it's bound to happen eventually.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: My pet. You tiger, ever done any? You got? photograph him.
0: Sorry.
1: That's what I was about to mention. Have you ever done any non-human, yeah. like, pet photography, anything like that?
2: Um, I've I done pet photography for my pets. <laughs> I, I never done anyone <laughs> else's, though. but, but I true. I truly tr- feel like that's, like, somewhat of an interest at this point. Because, I mean, you hear of people making a living off of pet photography. Granted, that's more of, like, in a big city. But, I, I mean, I feel like it's possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I've never had that request.
0: I feel like it's like it could bridge the gap in between doing like wildlife and people because it's like an animal; it's kind of more forgiving. Uh, yeah, you can kind of like, not, I don't know, boss it, it around. I guess insane. move around.
2: Right uh,
1: from hawks to chihuahuas, Right? shoots it off. Your new from times
2: hawks article. <laughs> crazy grandma in the back. <laughs>
0: oh <my> god. <laughs> Hawks, Bertha, and the Chihuahua. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) Hawks to Chihuahuas to Grandma. (laughs) He does it all. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, man, that is funny. Um, I'm I'm going (laughs) to on that note. I'm going to take it back around a little bit to the gear thing um, because I'm just interested. Do you ever like use flash, or do you use like natural light? or you know oh, that's, what's, that's what's a really, really good question like
2: um i i've used a flash i own a flash um very rarely do i use it now in the beginning i thought no matter the time of day no matter the portrait i was taking i got to have that flash on there and i got to use that flash <laughs> mm-hmm. but but as i've gotten more into portraiture i i have more of an understanding and i really like having that natural environment um we discussed earlier about the locations and the scenery and stuff um i I feel like a flash can honestly take away from that at times um so i tend to use more natural light at this point i haven't used a flash for quite some time but i always do have it in my camera bag in case a scenario arises where i need it um also as far as like external lights i have external lights I've never used them because typically we're going from location to location. So for one, I don't take the time to set it up. Um, But for two, when you've got like a lit up subject and the background, isn't matching that same exposure. um, Not only does that have like its challenges as far as technical wise goes, but I I think that takes away from the realistic look of the photo and almost makes it look more as if it's in a studio rather than natural environment.
0: yeah. I I could only imagine using a flash, uh, especially outdoors with portraiture, if it's like an extremely dark area, like, I don't know, you're in a cave or something, you know, something strange, or maybe if the woods are just very, very dark that day from a cloudy day. But um, I find personally, if when I'm viewing portraiture, um, then again, I'm just viewing it as like an outsider, just not taking it, but I'm just like, I find the, the way flash makes, you know, it fills in the shadow details and stuff like that. I find it kind of unflattering. And kinda like what you said, it kind of feels like a studio shot outdoors, which I just don't like. I don't know. It's not my style.
2: Yeah, I, I mean there's a time and a place for flash, but I, I agree with you one hundred percent on that. It, it it can make it feel unnatural when
1: mm-hmm. when it should and be you, feeling natural. You gotta find mm-hmm. the right angle to bounce it to, like for each scenario. Like definitely sometimes um yeah. you gotta just rotate it up a little bit, like sometimes straight on isn't always the best.
0: Right. Usually never is. Or yeah, usually want to bounce yeah. it to some angle or reflect it, use a reflector even, but it's just so yeah. obvious Without seeing it. a shot of like a family or a couple or something and being like, well, I can tell they use a flash. At least for us, it might be easy to notice. But um, yeah, yeah, I just, I would prefer and like a nice golden hour light or a sunburst, or even if I've seen a lot of times they'll, they'll overexpose the sky in the background purposely. And it, that even looks good with the portrait because you're not really focused oh, on that you know aspect in particular. Especially when yeah, that's a
1: nice blurry background too. That looks mm. Yeah, really definitely.
0: Good. Yeah. It's all about kind of just making this. It's it's different from what we do as like landscapes and stuff, I think. Because we, you know, blown out sky background is like really unattractive and noticeable. But with right. like a portrait, something about that, it's just, it's a whole different dynamic. But yeah, it actually just works out.
2: It, it really is. And that's something that you, that we talked on earlier. Like you've really kind of got to get in the mindset of portraiture. Um, rather than thinking about landscapes or something, because that can totally mess up the entire shoot if your head isn't in the right place.
0: (laughs) Get your head in the game. Yeah, yeah. So, what kind of like camera exposure settings do you use for like the portraits? What What's some like ideal ones um, that you
2: can just
0: name? I guess. I mean, I, I guess your aperture would usually be kind of wide. Maybe not for the like the longer telephoto stuff, but.
2: Yeah, um, generally I like to keep a really low f-stop, um, for individual people. Well, when I'm doing like individuals or couples, I'm typically at usually as low as like my primary lens goes, which is f two point eight, because obviously that's giving you a really nice blurry background and a great bokeh. Um, but when I'm doing groups, that obviously changes. I'm usually around f eight when I'm doing a group because you want to make sure that everyone's in focus. Um, and the background's not going to be as blurred out, but that's just a sacrifice that you're going to have to make to make sure that everyone's sharp and in focus. Um, I, I do everything else manually, which can be looked down upon, but when I'm shooting with a crop sensor camera, I don't gen- generally like using auto-ISO because that can screw things up for me later.
1: <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, Do you use use autofocus or manual focus?
0: Or
2: Yeah, I, I autofocus. Mm-hmm. Um, typically single point. Every now and then I'll do group, but
0: awesome makes makes sense. Yeah, focus basically in between the eyes, pretty much.
2: <laughs> yeah. Face, yeah, Um, and with a mirrorless camera, that would be a lot easier for me to do. I, I do currently shoot DSLR, um, but a lot of the mirrorless cameras have like facial detection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and granted, sorry, my mm-hmm. camera has facial detection, but I can't use it through the viewfinder uh-huh. because Ooh. it's not. A mirrorless camera. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so on mine, um, it has IAF, which is pretty cool when I'm shooting at 1.8 on my 85. Yeah. It's really nice. Although it's not, I do have the EOS RP, so it's not, it misses half the time, but <laughs> it is nice when it hits. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice
1: feature. Yeah, <laughs> yes. In the
2: future for portraiture, a mirrorless camera is definitely something that I should probably look into head and eye I feel like that would be really handy for me <laughs> that
1: Z6 II looks pretty cool
2: yeah it does I, I was looking at some of the at the Z6 II and the Z7 II specs the other day and I was like oh okay
0: yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then I, those at the same Prizes, and I was,
2: was like oh okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you ever use like a tripod I mean I guess you kind of you're a little more on the move I guess outdoors but do you use a tripod at all um, I have, and typically that's
2: only for self-portraits. And if I'm taking like a portrait with me and my family in it, because typically I'm moving around and changing the angle. So like when I'm actually working with a client, I'm usually all handheld.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was always taught Especially- if you want to be, if you want to be professional, you always like you don't look at the viewfinder. I mean, excuse me, you don't look at the uh, LCD screen on the back. And they're like, just look through the exposure meter in the viewfinder and don't like, you know, every time you take a shot, review it on the back. They're like, you know, make it it, look, make yourself look professional.
2: Right. But I mean, that can be challenging at times. Um, you always want to make yourself look professional. So what I do is I'll typically take two or three shots and I'll be like, Oh, wow, those look really great. And then I might look on my LCD screen and it's extremely underexposed. Never let the, never let the client know that anything went wrong. Always like keep your game face on. I guess your poker face, like, be like, oh, my gosh, these look so good, and then just like adjust your exposure and then take another shot and properly expose it. <laughs> um, because that, that happens to me sometimes. Sometimes I'll like really overexpose a shot or really underexpose a shot because of the last location, and I forgot to exchange, to change my exposure settings, like my shutter speed and such. And then I look, and it's like, oh. But I never <laughs> let the client see me go, oh. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, my gosh, these look so good. Let's take a couple more. <laughs> and then just we take be a couple funny, more. Like-
0: these are the best shots of the day let me take like 20 more <laughs> don't don't ask <laughs> i'm lying yeah. yeah no that makes total sense i i definitely agree with you there yeah it's all about kind of just and, keeping a cool calm demeanor and it'll make the clients feel at ease as well
2: yeah definitely um which then again that would be a plus for a mirrorless camera because you're seeing like how exposed you're i, I believe if i'm correct when you're looking at the evf it henry uh, yeah. you have a mirrorless ryan you might i'm not Ron, I do you
0: shoot me No. Yeah. No. So I'm DSLR.
1: So basically, what you'll see in live view on your guys's DSLRs is what I see through the viewfinder as well. So I can know exactly what my exposure is going to look like. It's so. Bas- oh, so basically basically, yes.
0: In camera exposure simulation through the viewfinder. Yes, and it's pretty
1: great? much once wow. you get yeah once you get your brightness settings figured out. For me, at least, it's pretty much hundred percent accurate. Like what I see is what I get, so it's awesome.
2: So it's pretty it's much like live view, except you're looking through a viewfinder. Yes, right. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: Well, that's pretty handy. Like, yeah. The one I, there is I, a lot I, of lag that that's what, been annoying me with wildlife recently, yeah. like the birds jumping around the screen. But right. uh, besides that, I don't have any complaints. But that, that's I so nice because like it's like what you see is what
0: you get. You know. Yep. Mirrorless like is the future. That would be handy.
1: Oh, definitely be handy with and portraits. Another thing, I had a portrait shoot uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't do it as much as you do, but um, I was shooting the people with my camera, not with a gun. <laughs> 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 and then... Funny, I w- <laughs> oh, I'm oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. A cool thing about mirrorless cameras, you can oh. review your images in the viewfinder. So what I'll do is I'll shoot a couple pictures of people, check in the viewfinder, so they think I'm still shooting pictures. So I can just check in there real quick oh. and go right back and continue shooting. So that's wow. awesome about that. Uh-huh.
0: That's cool. Yeah, oh. the lag isn't too, um, you know, excusable. I mean, if it, if it's not too bad, that you know, oh, the the, the
1: lag's not horrible. Just um, compared to DSLR, DSLR is obviously mm. real time. This is like just like you're looking through a live yeah. view screen. So
0: it's We're noticeable enough, but it's not enough to like mm. hinder you down. You know?
1: I only notice it on like the fastest moving birds when they're in flight. So for people, you're not going to notice that unless they're the fastest man on earth or something.
0: You're not a thousandth of a second shutter speed, yeah, typically yeah. for people <laughs> just standing there.
1: although yeah. if you're in bright sunlight, I mean, I'm sure sometimes you'll have to be they're <laughs>
0: standing still, obviously right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, Rylan, tell us maybe if you can, I mean, it seems like you have a lot of experience by now. Um, Is there any kind of like advice or tips you could maybe give to like a beginning portrait photographer, anything of any sorts that, you know, we may have not discussed yet.
2: Yeah, sure. I, I mean, we discussed this briefly earlier, but if anything is ever going wrong, don't let them know. Like if it's something that you can fix and something that you can control, like, whether that be in post-processing or in your camera right then. Just don't worry about it. Just keep your game face on. Keep it steady. Um, something that's also very important, non-photography aspect, is scheduling. Try to be as accommodating as possible. And always verify a date. Don't be like, oh, so the last Saturday in the month. Because someone could get that mixed up with the Saturday before, mm, yeah. or you know, always specifying a date and specifying a time is really important. Don't say next Tuesday; they might think you mean this Tuesday. So it's a, a date is always very important. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you ever mixed maybe, up a date before? Yeah, <laughs> oh, <my>. that was <laughs> yeah. Easy. he was so honest,
0: <laughs> but,
2: but, but luckily it was luckily it. Was in my favor over the clients because it was like oh, good. That's cool. I thought they were supposed to show up, but it was it wasn't <laughs> them that was supposed to show up. So I showed up and they didn't, which obviously <laughs> no, was all. It's a like, lot better. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. "Are we? Am I, Are we still on for the shoot?" And they're like, "Oh nope, wrong date. Sorry, <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> it'll terrible. be next week." And I was like, "Oh okay," <laughs> fine. But, which luckily I do everything like right outside of my house, so it wasn't like i driven a long way or anything so always verify a date
0: can't stress that enough um i, f- I feel like and, to add on I mean, to i feel like to add on to that yeah it's like it's important to have everything in writing like make a contract yes. or, s- or just have like some kind of agreement laid out and be like hey we're going to meet up at this date at this place this time I mean, just have everything laid right. out make sure they understand you know that this is a shoot and like you're setting aside this time to photograph them Instead of just shitting on speculation, like yeah, like you're saying, uh, next Tuesday, and then they go, oh, that's, I forgot, uh, I slept in, you know, which,
2: <laughs> which that's something that I was about to touch on too. Like it's especially more of when you're doing like a wedding or an engagement session. Um, it's important to have a contract and lay out your expectations and their expectations, and then you both sign. Now, granted, I am not eighteen. Which means I could come up with a contract, but if I do and we both sign, that's basically just a piece of paper and an agreement, and it wasn't like hold up if I got sued or anything. So that's not anything that I can get into legally yet. Um, but if I shoot a wedding, I'm definitely going to outline all the expectations and have that in writing, mm-hmm. even if it's not going to like hold up, just, just so someone can't come at me and say, well, you said we were going to do this. I'm going to say, well, right here, it says that we were <laughs> going to do this and this. Um, and when, when you're doing like family portraits or senior portraits, that's not necessarily as important. I don't, I've never found it necessary to have a contract for that. I mean, it's really important to discuss your expectations with each other. Um, but where it's just like, uh, I don't want to say an in important session, but it's not like, you know, if you don't have those photos, you're going to be heartbroken the, kind of the, session. The stakes are lower. Right. Yeah. It's like. It's not the end of the world if something goes wrong or if they accuse you of not doing something that you weren't supposed to do. For which, sure. I mean, granted, it's always bad if a client's not pleased, um, which thankfully I've never had happen. But, I mean, if it does, I would much rather it be something like a senior portrait or a family portrait mm-hmm. than a wedding or an
1: engagement oh, yeah. session, you know.
0: Some, something you could do mm-hmm. over again uh, to some extent. Right. But Yeah, a wedding, it's like, yeah, try get everyone to rearrange themselves again. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I... If, yeah, if a photographer did something wrong at a wedding or something, I mean that would be I don't know, but that would be crazy, you know. Like Yeah. Either either yeah, party does though. something wrong at the wedding. Yeah. And I know yeah. sometimes at wedding weddings the the bride or the groom or whatever they hate your photos and then they won't pay you and you know, you've just done a ten hour wedding shoot and they won't do anything. It's horrible sometimes.
2: Which I mean that's also a really good reason to have like a contract and then like A down payment, that's not what it is, but it's like a A deposit. You pay me this much. Yes, that I cannot think of that word for the life of me. (laughs) Um, It's always good to have a deposit. And then obviously a contract in writing. So, like, they can't come at you. Like, you could take them to court and say, they said they were going to pay me this much. Because, I mean, some people, that's like their life. And I mean, like, if you're supposed to be be getting paid $5,000 and that's what you're doing for a living and they're refusing to pay you. I, I mean, that's probably something that you're going to take to court to get your money.
0: Especially when you these, especially like the the big name professional wedding photographers or whatnot. They only do a couple of weddings a year because it just pays that much. So yeah, yeah if right. you don't, if you don't, exactly. especially in season and like yeah, if you don't do one, something just goes wrong and they don't pay you. It's like that's pretty detrimental to their business.
1: Yes, and definitely. What I what I like about your portrait work, I've seen this on your Instagram stories quite a bit. You seem to have set plan prices so people can't try to like say you show up to shoot people can't just say oh can i pay you ten dollars less or something you seem to have good like criteria i guess um
2: and i always make sure to specify the price
1: because um for
2: example the family portraits of the mini sessions if you want to add people on that is additional costs because like it for family portraits, I do up to six, I think, what my packaging is, which means if it's seven or more people, you're going to have more charges. Um, and granted, I just do like a $15 charge per additional person that you're going to add. Um, but I always make sure to verify that and make sure that that's OK with the client before I have them show up and be like, well, the portrait package says that it's just this much. You didn't say that it was supposed to be that much. And uh, I mean, I'll work with you, too, like it if you don't necessarily have the funding or like the money to pay me right then um, I will take like a deposit and then you can pay me the rest of the money next week or in a couple of days. Uh, I mean, I'm workable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to be flexible. Cause it's such a, I mean, what we're, we're artists with the camera and it's like, it's, there's a lot of business involved in paperwork, but it's yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, we need to be flexible and accommodate the clients first and foremost, make them happy. Be-
2: because, Uh, A lot of people are always, uh, I feel like there's kind of an impression on society that's like all they do is go out there and point a camera and snap, Um, when in reality there's so much more to it. I mean, as far as dialing in your settings and editing your photos and coming up with contracts, copyright release forms, getting your prints, I, I mean, it's a lot of work and I feel like. Some people just, like, don't have that understanding.
1: Oh, for sure. And do you kind of charge extra for editing time? Like, or do you just kind of charge the same for every session no matter how long the editing takes? Um, at, Currently, I'm just doing,
2: like, a set fee. I'll say, like, this much for a family portrait package and all professionally edited images. And I'll go through, and and typically I'll spend about two or three hours tops editing the photos um which isn't bad um i, I usually try to have all of the photos edited within at least a day um and typically I, I i get my editing done pretty fast so i've not ever had like a problem with that um i know some photographers they'll say you just get 10 photos which is like there's nothing wrong with doing that because obviously you're going to be taking your time a lot more um on the photos and editing them a lot longer but um I'm not going to say I prefer quality over quantity, but I prefer to have good quality and a big qual- quantity of it as well. Um, like if you get a family portrait session that's an hour, you're probably going to get at least like 80 photos from me, which is oh, really wow. good. A lot of a lot of that's photographers awesome. aren't going to do that, um, awesome. and you're and you're getting like different settings as well. So do you kind of? I, I like to have a variety.
1: Do you kind of export all the ones you get, or do you comb through them, or um, that's the
2: process? As far as the eighty photos, um, I could have taken probably about four hundred photos and then have eighty keepers. Okay, it, it's not like every single photo I'm exporting or anything. Um, I, I definitely go through and make sure that I'm picking out the best pose and, um, on the really good ones I'll do like multiple edits. I'll do like one realistic edit and then I'll do like one creative edit. Um, That's cool. I, I think you kind of know what I mean.
1: Yeah, like a more yeah, kind of. I- instagram kind of.
2: yeah, black and white like or
0: selective it. color, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like selective kind practice. of a different
2: tone color edit. And then I'll do like just a regular, like the way it actually looked.
0: Oh, huh. I, th- I never actually thought about that because I just, I assume most you know clients or whatnot would like to have just a solid photo of them. But yeah, that's really neat how you kind of think outside the box and you give them options to like look over. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, I mean, in se- instead
1: of them putting some dumb, weird filter on it, have a why not have a professional <laughs> photographer you can make it a little bit yeah, <laughs> but, yeah.
2: Like I would, I would yeah. cringe so hard if I ever like seen someone posting one of my photos with like an Instagram filter. I'll just be like, oh <laughs> my god, oh, crank up it. the so, saturation. Like, for a really <laughs> yeah, for, for the really good ones, I try to like do like a creative edit of my own. So if that's like something that they would want to post on Instagram or something, it's like there you go. Go ahead and post it. <laughs>
0: So you, you mentioned uh, prints, so I, I kind of, I'm curious, like what's the finished product for you? Do you give out downloads, like download links to them, or do you do prints? Do you print them yourself if so? Like tell us a little more um, about that, the end result. So as,
2: as far as prints go, once we've worked together and once I've edited all of the photos and have them done, um, I have a website Um, and my ho- I use Squarespace to host that. Um, not sponsored. Although one day that would be great. Squarespace, call me.
1: Um, this podcast is sponsored by Wix.com, the competitor to Squarespace. <laughs> oh God. Um,
2: I mean, and I'll upload all of the photos onto a, like a private link. Um, and then I I'll like message or text or email whatever that link to the client. And what I'll do is um. When you look at my portrait packages, most of them come with prints. And so, like, I'll do the family portrait package, for example. Um, Package one comes with two 8x10s, four 5x7s, and, like, eight wallet prints, I think. That's not a definite. I'm not looking at that. So don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. So that would mean you get two poses. Like, like, does that make sense? So you're going to get one 8x10 of one pose, one 8x10 of another pose. And you're gonna get two five by sevens of one pose, two five by sevens of the other pose. Like, are you talking then, like
1: the same scene with a different look, or just um no, it, okay. it's
2: like the exact same photo. Like, you, like you know how they do with school? Uh oh, yeah. packaging? Uh-huh. like okay. you'll get the same photo as an eight by ten, and then a five by seven, and then like a wallet. Print. Uh, okay. So, okay, so that's what I'm doing here. Except there's like two options. Like you can pick. So, so I mean, do you all understand what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I'm under, I think I explained that good enough. So, so,
0: so do so, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, go ahead. Oh, I,
0: I was going to ask. Um, so, does the does the clients choose the photos? Like in that instance, or do you? Is all the creative control at least with you? In that
2: yeah. Instance? Um. So, what I'm doing now. This probably isn't the most professional way to do it, but I'll send them the website link, um, where they can look through all of their photos. And let's say, like I said, they get two poses. So they're gonna get the one eight by ten of one photo and one eight by ten of the other photo and then the five the two five by sevens and the four wallet prints. Anyways, I let them pick the photos, like the two photos, the best ones, um, or not necessarily the best ones, but the ones that they want. And then I just tell them to send me a screenshot of that photo or take a picture of it with their phone and send it to me, and then I order the prints of it. Now, granted, in some of my senior portrait packages, I'll have, like, 50 4x6s and 25 4x6s. When it comes to, like, printing out a bunch of different photos for the 4x6s, I go through and pick all of those out. Um, because it would be really time-consuming and just kind of pointless. Well, not not necessarily pointless, but I guess more of time-consuming to have a client go through... And pick fifty different photos that they want printed for their four by six. So yeah. I I do all that and I pick like a variety and the best um, quality photos for that. But when it's like the eight by tens and the five by sevens and the wallet prints, since since it's just like one pose for all of those anyways, I let them go ahead and pick it. And I mean, I, I think you all understand what I mean. It's just I'm trying to explain yeah. like the print packages
1: and then do you do in-house printing or
2: um no i actually my printer i use um miller's photo lab they they are so good too i mean if i was to order them at like 10 o'clock in the morning one day they would be at my doorstep the next day wow. they do fedex overnight shipping without any additional charging and the mm. prints are so good and crisp and clear i mean i am very impressed they package them so well and neat um I, I love Miller's. They're they're really good.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Is that uh is that based in your area or um
2: I'm honestly not sure where it's based. I wanna say maybe somewhere in Georgia
0: I or Ohio, that's really maybe.
2: <laughs> I, that's not one hundred no. actually it sounds, me...
0: it sounds familiar. It might be Ohio. Yeah, I, can... but I might maybe like the Cincinnati look. area, because that'd be right next to in between both of us
2: possibly um oh wow okay so i was wrong they are located in pittsburgh kansas and columbia missouri Jeez, well that's and really I mean, fast the next day yeah, that's
0: so, fast. Yeah.
1: i mean that that's faster than my photo lab that's right down the street that i use sometimes <laughs> yeah
2: they're, they are very good if, if you all ever order prints whether it be portraits or whatnot. I totally recommend Miller's. They're really good. Awesome.
0: That's awesome. Um, So, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up, I think. But um, I have one more question for you. Um, So, has expanding your portfolio to include people improved you overall as a photographer?
2: Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I I feel like it has because I'm really putting my creativeness more out there And I'm not necessarily focusing on a niche. Um, I I feel like in the industry, a lot of people are really like kind of bashing down on you got to pick a niche and you just got to stick with it, um, which is something I don't agree with. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say you shouldn't just have one niche, but I I feel like you should explore more. And I feel like exploring more with that, you're going to learn more and you're going to have more skill sets. And at the end of the day, it's going to expand your portfolio and you're going to get more use out of the photos that you take, um, I, I mean, I think it's probably made me a better photographer overall, because I, I think the more that you experiment, and the more that you practice, and the more trial and error with it, you're, you're going to become a better photographer, and that just reflects, because you're seeing that you can do multiple things, um, and have really, really good, or pretty good results out of all of it, I, I mean, I've did landscapes, I've did wildlife, and now I'm doing portraiture, and I've been decently successful at all of those things. Um, so I, I feel like yeah, at the end of the day, it's made me a better photographer.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I've, it keeps things fresh and helps you diversify. And you're you're not doing decently; you're doing yeah. very well, I think, overall. Like all yeah, your doing,
1: photography, great. Thank yeah, and you're Thank you know how to expand social media awareness or outreach, uh, popularity too. You're doing great on that. Thank um, you very much. So, before sure. before we go here, uh, do you have any ongoing projects or announcements that you want to mention to our audience? Um, oh gosh, you've put me on the spot. I, I'm
2: trying to think. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. It is coming up on almost a year since I have finished writing my first book, Out of the Darkness. So, I'm probably going to be mentioning that here soon. Um, Not publishing it. It, I published it in March, but um, it was around this time last year that I was actually finishing up the writing. Cool. cool. So that's really exciting to say that I've had a book out or finished writing a book for almost a year. Um, I plan on... I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I plan on writing another book very soon. Um, You've heard it here. It's a local... It's more of a local... Um, aspect though, it's going to be a book on the Red River Gorge only. Ooh. Um, in the future, I definitely plan to do more writing on, like uh, overall nature photography, not portraiture. Um, but yeah, that's about all I've got. I've, I'll have a video coming out this Thursday. Not sure what that's gonna be about <laughs> yet, but it'll it'll be there
0: for <laughs> no, right. right. <laughs> <it. This laughs>
1: So, uh, Ryland, where's the main place you want people? A couple main places you want people going to check out your work. <laughs> um,
2: the best place to see like a variety of my work is probably my Instagram page. Um, at Ryland's amazing photography. And then if, you, if you're if you interested in seeing my best work, you can go to my website and look at my portfolio, which is com. Awesome. Cool. Well,
1: awesome. Thank you for coming on, Rylan. Uh, it's great having you again.
2: Uh, well, thank you both so much yeah. for having me.
1: Oh, of right. course. See you guys next week. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for watching the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the video version on YouTube as well. You can subscribe down below, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you.